to another Keel Hall podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. Hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, there was a lot of controversy on the internet about Sea of Thieves. But more than that, we are excited to find out when the actual next update is coming and potentially what it could be including. All that and more on this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. First up on today's docket, let's talk about this weekly stream, uh, or not the weekly stream, I'm sorry, I'm talking about the dev update video that we got this last week. Uh, Of course, Joe comes to us every week and lets us know what's going on with the studio, and this week, we finally started to get some ideas about what's coming with the update this week mid-July and we actually found out what it's going to be called and what it's when it's actually going to be coming out so the black powder stashes is a regular series of activities that are coming on July 17th now, this is about a week and a half away from right now uh, and it's going to be interesting to see how this goes Joe says in the video that they will give us something new and interesting uh, for, for us to do in the world but I don't know if he means the the regular series of activities or if he's talking about what's coming with the black powder stashes in specific. Um, there's going to be some rewards and some accommodations for this, most likely uh, future events as well. Stuff that you kind of experience in, in the Reaper's Mark, I would imagine they'll probably kind of flesh out more of, of the, the mercenary stuff um, since we still have yet to get like a... We haven't got like a full set of, of um, cosmetics for that, so I imagine we'll probably get some of that, if not some more stuff as well. Um, it's I, I it's hard to know if this is going to be, like Joe talked about this being kind of similar to the Reaper's runs, but he didn't specifically say that it was Reaper's runs, but he also didn't say that it wasn't a, a full bilge rat adventure. And I'm kind of I'm kind of wondering if, if they've just if they've kind of given up too much uh ground with the build rat update like they've they've pushed some stuff in and they've they've turned this build rat adventures into a, a full set of things and now maybe they're kind of wishing they had pulled back a little bit and not gone so far with that because right now it's clear that there are some original build rat adventures that have have just kind of laid stagnant uh and 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 i'm wondering if rare is kind of wishing that they hadn't implemented them because now if you think about it like some of those things are stuck in the game like those assets are stuck in the game and you can't you can't really take those out because those are going to be something that was a part of the world that the player base had done and taking those out would would be kind of a, a bummer for the people that originally did them though i don't know that they'd miss the thrones specifically and they don't really serve too much purpose outside of giving people something to to like check off like it's a like it's a thing that you can check off on a list of commendations to do you don't get any you don't get any of the special cosmetics you don't get any of the uh the balloons that they came out with for those it's purely just to to say that you did it and that you got the titles for it and I kind of wonder if maybe they're if they had a chance to take these out of the game that it wouldn't free up some resources for some other stuff. I don't know. So 
Joe goes on to say that they're working out just how they want to reveal more information about coming content for Adventure. And for the time being, we're going to have these series of events to give the community something to do. With year one being finished up and kind of moving into year two for the life of the game, we're kind of at the point now where finding the balance of content versus quality is more important than ever and again it kind of brings back my question from march why don't we have double experience and double gold weekends at least say like once a month like smaller events that aren't tied to cosmetics or special requirements can help give the player base something to look forward to while still kind of minimizing the amount of effort on the team having more people try and earn treasure on say like double double um i don't know what you'd call them but like like double gain weekends i don't know if that makes sense but you know like double you know what i'm talking about um but having like these these double earnings weekends um, serves both the PVE community that like do, like doing you know voyages and forts, killing stuff, etc., and and as well as the PVP people that like to have things to go steal from other players. Um, it also forces engagements without people getting upset because it hinders their their commendation progress for specific things like build red adventures and losing out on mercenary missions and stuff like that. And now without knowing more about the the um, the black powder stashes it stands to reason that it could serve this purpose and we just don't know yet like it, that could be what's coming but i don't know what we're actually going to be getting so until we kind of find out on the 17th it's kind of up in the air but one thing is super clear to me right now and it's that that's rare is still trying to find that kind of sweet spot between like smaller content updates and larger content updates and and at the moment we don't even really know like if there are going to be larger content updates like i have my theories obviously like i i have talked about numerous times how i know that well i don't know but i i'm assuming that the the next big things are going to be things like mermaids and like uh what was the other one wanda i think wanda is going to come back i think we're going to deal with flameheart at some some point and that'll probably you know that'll probably sate us for quite a while until rare comes out with more story for us to to kind of drool over and stuff but i i really do believe in these double xp double gold weekends i think it's going to be something that that rare should really start to kind of like embrace because it does it gets a lot of people that have availability on the weekends to go out and try and earn as much as possible and that's just going to fuel the fires for the people that like to go out and purely purely oh, i can't talk tonight purely steal from other pirates uh without it being something like you know like you you go you buy um, mercenary missions with doubloons so it's blue, doubloons are a very uh coveted um currency so that you can buy levels if you want to do that if you need to do that if you don't then you know it doesn't really matter as much to you it's about as equal as gold just harder to get but um you know it, it, it like people are trying to get commendations done and sometimes that that breeds more um more people kind of working together because they're all on this on a common goal like they all want to complete it as opposed to something like a double xp weekend where there's nothing really to lose other than you just don't get uh the the gold that you intended but there's a bigger chance that if you go out hunting for stuff that you'll be able to find good stuff so i think that's something that that we really need to kind of take another look at because we did it once it worked out amazingly and it hasn't been touched since
and in a game where everything's bought with gold cosmetics and everything like i I feel like that's where we should be moving towards is, is starting to get more of these double xp weekends from the sounds of things um the the content update that we're getting on the 17th is also going to have some bug fixes as always they there's always they're always working on that but then some quality of life changes that are kind of slated for that patch and they said that that we won't really know more about what's going on with that until later on so at the earliest i would say the 10th at the latest obviously the 17th but i'm kind of hoping that sometime this week we'll get a little bit of an update from the dev uh from the weekly dev update video and we'll we'll have an idea of what they kind of mean by quality of life changes um because at the moment it's I mean, there's a lot on my my list of things that I want, but uh, you know, I mean, if if they're gonna add something quality of life, then like let's let's talk about those um, the hunters call reputation and gold earnings. Like, is that the thing that they're talking about? Because it's already been technically announced, but I don't think Joe was there when Shelley was talking about it on the weekly stream, so he might not have realized. But I mean, that's a quality of life improvement that I would appreciate. So looking forward to that and I'm, I'm i'm interested to see kind of how things go um but that's it for the weekly update a lot of it was just them kind of well no actually sorry let me let me take a second and reiterate there was a lot of conversation about stuff that's going on with the nda that happened this weekend that rare wants uh wanted us to participate in if we were in the insider program um again they, it's it's their system, their rules. They're allowed to to make it and, and make exceptions or do whatever they want. They can talk about whatever they want, but it's um, hard for me to be on the insiders and know if I can talk about this or not. But in the I, I I'm gonna take a chance here and just say that it, it's in the dev update video. So hopefully you got a chance to jump on the insiders testing that went on this weekend uh for arena um i don't know how it went because i i didn't get a chance to go and really jump into it that much i got like two games in but they added multiple ships to test out to see how it went and they genuinely wanted feedback from the community on if mixed ship types in arena was something that we want and I actually think yes. Um, I think if you're a sloop crew and you are bold enough to try and go out into arena and compete against full galleon crews, then I say why not do it if, if that's what you want to do. I don't know if you're able to jump on a solo sloop in this instance because uh, the, the times that I got a chance to jump in, I tried doing the open crew because there was going to be an increase in people jumping into it and I wanted to see what that was like if they were trying to win because they were getting a doubloon incentive. And I... I, I uh, see I don't even know if I can even talk about that because it's all technically insider um, but it was in it was an interesting experience uh, to jump in and, and to try out the arena I know a lot of people uh, in, enjoyed it they had a good time I'm hoping that rare got a lot of feedback from that and a lot of information data and stuff so that they can kind of tweak and work on that because at the moment and I feel like I'm just going to jump into the next topic. 
I hope you guys don't mind. Uh, that's pretty much it for the, the weekly update video anyway. It's it's kind of a waiting game right now as we wait for July 17th to find out what this next Black Powder Stashes is going to be. And then we'll find out later on more about the arena as they start to continue to work on that as it's kind of getting into its first year of, of being live. Um, but the thing that I wanted to talk about revolves around adventure and a, a current group of the player base who feel like they're being robbed of an opportunity right now. And what that kind of ties into is the double XP stuff that I was talking about earlier. And this was um, something that uh, really kind of hit with some of the Twitter community and some of the YouTube community and in part some of the Twitch community as far as I could tell. The, the stretch for it was moderate but not amazing. But it definitely was brought to my attention uh, that there was a rant by uh, a Twitch streamer, Summit, who is upset about the game. And I'm not going to get into what he said um, or, or how he said things or his feelings on that. But he brings up uh, points that I think should be heard. And while uh, I think the way that he presented them really did did the, the, the group of people that feel this way a disservice, there are some interesting points that I think should be brought up. And that's to do with the Tall Tales in Adventure. Um, Tall Tales is the, the first dive that, that the game has seen for a, a story-driven campaign. Uh, we got nine full Tall Tales uh, uh, um, to work through, and all of them together ended up being one large campaign. The criticism of this was that the Tall Tales are all that's being done outside of fishing or forts. Uh, and while people are generally fishing because it's a, a much lauded after request for the game, they are spending most of their time fishing and not going out and hunting skeletons, digging up chests, and capturing animals because we've been doing that for a year. Uh, so people going out and sailing and just fishing on big ships and going out and doing tall tales. The trouble with the tall tales is that right now, most of the items, if not all, don't have any kind of monetary value which I've talked about in the Discord, uh, which if you're not a part of, you should definitely jump in because we've had some good conversations, some civil good conversations about the topics that deserve to be discussed um, in, in a civil way without making things personal because that's that's where we get good results as opposed to things on the internet where we're just starting to picket people for you know superficial reasons uh, to try and win an argument instead of presenting a better argument. And they brought up very valid points and i and i think that tall tales doesn't give any kind of monetary rewards right now because a lot of the stuff that is uh built into those tales revolves around ancient items items that were present for the the group of uh, um, uh people that lived in the sea of thieves before us pirates invaded upon it and as a result the trading companies that we have don't really see value in that ancient technology because there's no one outside of the Sea of Thieves that will really give you anything for it. Um, because if you, say, take out a Shroud Breaker out into the regular world, it might raise some questions about its origins. And then you have to start explaining what the Sea of Thieves is, where you got it, and then that'll bring more people into the Sea of Thieves to try and harvest some of the stuff 
that the that the trade companies are trying to control so much. Uh, you know, the gold hoarders only want the treasure that was buried by Ramses and the chests that they have keys for. The Order of Souls are only interested in the memories and power granted by the undead skeletons who remember where they buried the treasure so that they can pass on the treasure information to the gold hoarders and they gain the powers of the undead skeletons. And the Merchant Alliance are there to control the, in, the, the, the trade goods coming in and going out of Sea of Thieves for people. And ancient goods just don't really hold a whole lot of sway to them in that aspect so having these story driven narratives that don't grant you any items that that are that can be stolen and turned in for gold can be very frustrating for a, the group of pirates that like to steal from other pirates as opposed to just grinding out pve content and i can understand that it's really fun when you go onto a ship you grab stuff and you steal it and you get away with it um and that being said i think that there is some things that could be done to tall tales as far as like giving uh treasure that is is in the vaults that is of value but that might have to be something for future tall tales because currently the shroud breaker is something that was left behind by ancient civilizations or people that are have gone insane and have you know gotten a whole bunch of gold and managed to find their way to the shores of gold on their own and as a result it doesn't make much sense that there would be stuff that ramses would have buried in these puzzle vaults because we're just barely starting to get like an idea of what these are and how to unlock them and how to get into them so having stuff inside of them that was left from pirates just doesn't make sense in my mind so it, you have to kind of find a way to give something that the trade companies would be interested in that would make sense lore wise for why they would be in a puzzle vault or at least near a puzzle vault um and that kind of takes me you know back to some of the other discussions that i was having in regards to um giving the players something that they want to do and how much time has been between content updates uh right now this is probably the largest stretch of time i can think of between updates um and, and not just like big updates i mean like big update to little update to little update to big update uh we were in a pretty good stretch where we were getting a content update once a month and if we weren't getting a content update once enough or, or once a month, then we were at least getting a content update that was like a bilge rat adventure. Uh, and each of those would started out, you know, they wanted to do a content update and then a weekly, uh, a weekly bilge rat adventure. And then that stretched to two weeks. And then we had another one that was two weeks and we had a content update and the content update lasted three weeks. And then they found out that three weeks wasn't enough. So they made it four weeks. And then we found out that build red adventures could last a month before people got kind of tired of them. So then we would kind of have the build red adventures come out once a month or at least an update once a month. And right now we've had anniversary update without any kind of content update since the end of April, all through May, all through June to the middle of July. And while we do have two modes, the argument with uh, why why the PvP centric people aren't just going to Arena is because Arena just doesn't offer the same kind of thrills that Adventure does. 
and I agree. Uh, when when I go into arena, I tend to find that it is kind of a race. Um, you know, you're you're generally rushing to the nearest island to get treasure that you can, and then go turn it in if you can find off other pirates to stop them or sink them go back rinse and repeat it's less about trying to come across a ship and then chase that ship down because you think they have something good only to find out that they've been working on tall tales and they just don't want you to take their keystone or their two pendants from wild rose or their their wood plank from the uh from from Oh, I just blanked on what the uh, <laughs> what tale three is called, uh, but you get my point, right? Like, there's there's an inherent sense of thrill about going and sailing up to a fort and trying to take out the ship that's there, and then finish the fort before they get back, and then try and make it off with all the treasure and a giant mega keg. Um, and you just don't get that with Arena, and that makes me wonder if that's a failing on Arena's part or something that is just inherently organic about adventure like can you make the 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 adventure because that was kind of the idea right adventure was intended to be something that was um or, or arena excuse me arena was something that was intended to be like adventure but in a shorter time span and they would put multiple crews in a smaller area and a bunch of chests and then force each other to fight to see who came out on top which is great as a game mode but it doesn't really capture the essence of the the natural uh organic um happenings that that come with immersive gameplay in the adventure mode and i think that's what's really kind of hurting the people that like to go out and fight other ships and steal treasure is that sense of anything can happen at any time and it usually did especially when we had skeleton ships that would spawn on players uh, when krakens were completely unpredictable um, based on on just how long of a time frame there was between forts and forts spawning at such a regular rate is amazing but it is definitely de-emphasized the importance of getting to that fort you know forts only lasted once or only came once every three hours and were up until they got done now forts will actually despawn as you're on your way to getting them and if you don't get to them in time then they despawn and respawn somewhere else and you have to sail somewhere else to get them or someone's doing them but it's a galleon crew and you're a solo sloop and you don't feel comfortable taking on that that galleon crew just wait they'll finish it five to ten minutes later another one will pop up in a different area and you'll have a better chance of going to do that one while they finish sailing off the loot and then maybe doing something else so it's definitely apparent that one the the amount of time between updates has been a little long for what we are typically used to and we have had a lot of content to kind of give us stuff to do but a lot of people have kind of gotten to that point where they are are kind of done doing tall tales they want to get back to the normal routine of going out and doing voyages and stealing treasure from other pirates and also that the tall tales themselves don't really have any type of value to them because they're so story driven because they're so campaign focused and i still stand by my my point that it has been a year that we've been able to steal treasure from other pirates i really want a lore driven campaign in this game because that's the part that i love about this game and i'm totally happy doing regular missions without necessarily having to deal with other people because at times that does really get me a lot of anxiety when i'm alone when i'm with other crews 
I'll just go on a murderous rampage and I won't have to worry about it because there's other people to help take care of the ship as well. So I can go have fun murdering people and sinking ships and doing fun stuff uh, while other people are helping making sure that they're shooting the ship and sinking it and then digging up treasure and stowing it and harpooning it and all that good jazz. Um, and so I, I think that the result right now of Summit's quote-unquote rant is valid that there definitely needs to be something that is more frequent that gives people who want to fight other players an adventure uh, a justifiable reason to sinking them only instead of just the satisfaction of actually sinking them they want to get something earned from that as well but that's not happening because most people are generally getting fish which they don't view as as valuable because they're they may not be interested in leveling up hunter's call and tall tales which don't offer any kind of items that you can steal and turn in and i don't think that they should give any kind of value to the uh to to the tall tales items i did before but the more i think about it the more frustrating it would be for me to have worked on a tall tale for an hour sail up to an outpost not realize there's another crew have a guy blunder me in the face steal my shrouded breaker shroud breaker think that he can get the turn in for it give up scuttle leave the server and come to find out that he couldn't actually do it and tried to give it back but i had left too early that would frustrate me and i could definitely understand why that guy did that when i did that to him so i think the solution here is giving players a reason to do regular voyages double xp weekends giving players something that they can pick up while they're doing treasure run or while they're doing tall tales so that there's a, a reason why people would want to steal treasure and I think another one of the other things that I think is really kind of messing with people is I don't see a lot of people running voyages at the same time as Tall Tales. And this is the first time. Sorry, this is kind of a long, long rant, um, but it, it meant a lot that I kind of sit down and actually jump into this because it, it was a good discussion that we've been having. It's been happening all over Twitter, and I wanted to share what I think would be a good solution as opposed to saying, nah, you guys shouldn't even worry about it. But I've also noticed that um, when people are doing tall tales, they're doing tall tales, but they aren't dropping other missions down. Now, if you do that, don't don't just assume that I mean everyone. I, I understand that, that you could be someone that does that and I'm just not aware of you doing that, but I understand that that is something that probably is being done as well. But for the most part, I typically don't see people running a Gold Hoarders or an Order of Souls or a Merchant Alliance mission alongside a Tall Tale. They typically do a Tall Tale and just do the Tall Tale. And I think that's because they don't want to get sidetracked. There's so many things in this game that are constantly begging for your attention to go do, like skeleton forts or megalodons, um, skeleton ships, other crews, and missions, mission, um, uh, mission in a bottle kind of quests that you pick up, things like that that always constantly want to draw your attention away from doing a tall tale. And with some people not having a, all the all the time in the world to be able to do those, then their time is valuable and it already takes a lot of time to get up and going um, with some of these these tall tales so them focusing on that is a valuable reason for them to or an understandable reason for them to not want to drop multiple voyages down i think if in the future we have shorter tall tales something that can can be completed in a half hour 
then there's more likelihood that people will be like, okay, well, this is only going to take a half hour. We want to get a, a fair amount of time uh, or, or a fair amount of, of effort done for the hour or two that we have done. So let's go ahead and toss down an Athena's or uh, Gold Hoarders or an Order of Souls. And we'll work on both. Hopefully the, the RNG uh, for, for where those voyages spawn will help kind of coincide with uh, the, the tall tale that you want to do. And that being said, hopefully if you think about doing this in the future, that you drop down the voyage, see where the voyage takes you, and then plan your tall tale around that instead of just picking the tall tale that you want to do and hoping that dropping a voyage will spawn islands that you can do nearby that tall tale because otherwise you're going to be stuck running where wherever it takes you. pirates next up on today's docket i found some interesting things that was posted in uh let's see i think it was captain j's discord server from the crow's nest uh and it actually is interesting because the things that were posted are supposedly things that are actually really old but i never even found out about and what i'm talking about is these statues that were made by tier one accessories um, I've gone to tier one accessories. I haven't been able to access their website. I don't even know if they have a website anymore, but apparently at some point back in uh, summer of 2018, they offered a Captain Flameheart, a bell, uh, diving bell, Legend of the Deep, um, and a Pirate Lord statue. And these are six inch figurines. And the reason I'm bringing these up is one, they look awesome and I'm really sad that I missed out on them. Two, I never realized that Bell was called the Legend of the Deep, um, and I probably should have. Sorry, I just flicked a little bottle cap when I shouldn't have. But uh, I, I, I feel like I should have realized that because I'm pretty sure that they even mention her title in the uh, Sea of Thieves journals, uh, the first book that was released uh, that was written by Flameheart, Diving Bell, and uh, uh, Nura. And the the other part of this that I wanted to bring up was some of the the post or some of the pictures that were posted in the discord i don't know the origins for but they are typical animation models that you would see used for game files uh fully clothed uh fully skinned and they it's it's interesting because they're set up to be in a position that you can easily put a 3d skeleton into them that you can then bind to the model and then use to animate with um some of them have a bell as uh, her undead form, which isn't, as far as I can tell, actually an undead form, but very similar to how the mysterious strangers in all of the taverns look with their glowy eyes. But they're definitely not spectral. They're very. Uh, she's very full-formed in in like actual skin and bones. And there's another image that doesn't have her actually with the glowing eyes, and. I'm kind of wondering where these came from because if they're in the game files then I'm very excited because I have wanted to find out more about Diving Bell in current Sea of Thieves. We've, we've learned about her and her past uh, from the books which has been great but I'm really interested to see 
just where this could go because I've always had this dream of going to visit the Sea of the Damned, the place where the ferryman stays, and having the ferryman actually travel us to the dock uh, or the outpost of the Sea of the Damned and find out what happened to Diving Bell and Nine Cats Nura. Did Diving Bell um, go down into the Sea of Damned? Do we have to rescue her with Nura? Um, all these different questions and, and ideas in my mind about how we could venture into this this ghostly world and see, you know, what what's beyond just the small scope of uh, visibility that we have when we're on the Ferry of the Damned. Because to be perfectly frank, the 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 Ferry of the Damned ship is probably my favorite out of the game. Uh, they, there's so many times where I, I have said that I've wanted to have a ship that looks uh, so much more different than just the, the color of it uh, or the type of figurehead that you have on it. Um, the ships that we have constantly just change color schemes with the different cosmetics that we have but we don't really have a way to change the the physical geometry of them with liveries and i still really want that to be a thing like i still really want to have that and one of the other things that kind of crosses my mind as i'm looking at these models is that nura or excuse me not nura bell has these glowing eyes uh similar to the statue that they had when she was uh made into a big giant statue that's at the um at the the rare studios and i wonder if maybe one day we could get a curse that gives us these glowing eyes and if that was something that actually happened boy i i, I tell you what i would get rid of my eye patch real quick because my pirate has worn an eye patch day one since he got the day one patch and if he doesn't have to rely on his actual eyes for vision and he has these kind of glowing green spectral Athena eyes. Yeah, I'm ditching that eye patch for the time being because that's awesome. So we don't know anything about this. I don't know if these are actually from the Tier 1 Accessories uh, website because I can't access it. And I don't know that these aren't from game files. And if that's the case, then man... I, I can't wait to find out what's coming along down the line because uh, it could mean, you know, Diving Bell was an amazing diver. Uh, she found earrings that uh, she was able to use to speak with people, And that is something that is tied into the journals for the Tall Tales. And that just keeps pushing me closer and closer towards the idea that we're getting merfolk uh, to finally be able to, to, to experience. We've, we've been... We've seen them since the trailers. We've seen them since uh, all the paintings on the stones that we have. There's two factions, obviously. There's a curse that suggests that you can turn into a person, and that's why the people rescuing us when we fall off a ship look more person than some of the uh, the 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 people paintings where they look a lot more like an actual fish than a person. And the statues that are in the, t the, the Tribute Peak that are far more human-based than the merfolk ones that we're destroying. Um, there's, there's a lot of questions in my mind that, that come up every time I see some of this stuff pop out of nowhere and, and tantalize us with the possibilities of what could be possibly coming down the line for content. Um, I'm really excited to see just as content uh, updates come if we're going to get more hints 
on the unmarked islands about what's to come or, or changes that could be happening. And if we're going to get more potential tall tales sooner rather than later, that might feed into the next content update as opposed to something that just currently gives us something to do or supports prior tall tales. Um, I, I'm looking forward to that. That's Ah, yeah, I, I love when this speculation stuff comes out because I love just letting my mind wander and find out like what could potentially come like the um, like the tall tales uh, uh, vault that is suspected to be out on uh, Fetcher's rest in the, the devil's roar that has all the birds painted around on, on the stone and maybe getting uh, like an actual bird. Uh, creature that that you know we could actually fight and use the harpoons against or if uh, uh if if um like it's going to be something like the the giant crab that's mentioned uh in the the journals left by captain morrow from from the uh, forsaken alliance or the forsaken shores alliance uh you know if we'll get giant crabs finally you know and and shelly the crab will be avenged um not avenged i guess it wasn't killed we don't know what happened to them last we saw she was fighting in the arena but um yeah god i love it i can't wait for more of it and it it's just, it's not soon enough for us to get details about that uh in in coming updates <laughs> All right, pirates. Next up on today's docket, I asked and you gave. I wanted more tales from you. I wanted some first mates logs so I could get back into the rhythm of doing those after the the bunch of interviews and discussions I've had with other guests. And I finally got one from the real Wu Kong. He sent me an email says, "Ahoy, Captain. I've really enjoyed your podcast so far. Thanks so much for the entertainment. I have a small story." It was a stormy night on the Sea of Thieves. I had just finished a skull fort with two buddies. Not being able to see a mere 25 feet ahead of us, we decided to keep a lookout on the crow's nest and another on the starboard side. Next thing you know, a brigantine pulls up on the starboard side, ready to destroy all of our hard work and steal our loot. I decided that this could not happen. I grabbed a few cannonballs from the barrel, ready for a long and tedious fight. Fire! screamed the panther of war, so I shot a single cannonball just above the deck. Thinking I had missed, I loaded up another ball. As it turns out, the ball had hit a gunpowder barrel, which caused a chain reaction between three more. Both masts fell and the brigantine sunk immediately. My crew, the amazing Computer Boy 52, yes, I know the spelling and I'm not going to say it on the stream or the podcast even, and the Panther of War celebrated the night away. After crashing, of course, drinking our rum and falling off the boat, tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast the real Wukong. Thank you. Thank you so much for your story. Short and sweet, but man... I love when those moments happen when a crew thinks that they've got you, they're ready to blow you up with a bunch of powder kegs, and they don't anticipate what could happen if one cannonball, one single cannonball, destroyed all of their hopes and dreams. Thank you, Real Wukong. If you want to send an email in with your first mate's log, please feel free to do so. Send me your stories at C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. Of course, as always, all of my socials are in the show notes. So if you want to get a hold of me, there's always good ways to do that. 
just look into the show, show notes, you'll see my Twitter, my gamer tag, my email address, all that good stuff, uh, my Twitch, and where you can find the podcast if you want to find it outside of your normal means uh, for whatever reason. And with that, let's move on. All right, Pirates, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Keel Halt. I did have a great time over the last couple weekends playing with the Keel Halt crew. Uh, this last weekend, I had a really good time running with the crew. To uh, we, we picked up a galleon, and we were wandering around. We went and did a couple skull forts, and probably one of my favorite moments was the pure satisfaction of sailing up to the Crow's Nest uh, fort and having a sloop there. The sloop bugged out as soon as they saw a galleon start coming towards them i managed to get an amazing shot from a cannon shot myself all the way over to the sloop and boarded them killed them found out that they had a whole bunch of loot already on the ship they didn't even complete the fort yet but they still had a bunch of good stuff like some gemstones some good stone some good skulls it was really kind of awesome and i started grabbing what i could and dumping it over the edge um I managed to go down as their ship was sinking because uh, the fort had started to fire on them and the skeletons with their nice accuracy had put a few holes in the back of the ship. So it was taking a little bit of time, but I was willing to wait. I am in the bottom deck trying to steal some loot when they respawn and they managed to get me into a corner and I can only block so much before they start to actually get on top of me and, and kill me. Uh, a blunderbuss to the face and a couple sword slashes and I, I quickly die. I get back to my ship and the crew has, has finally gotten the galleon situated at the fort and they're starting to kill the skeletons to start clearing out waves. Meanwhile, one of the crews actually manages to grab the rowboat that was at the fort because Crow's Nest always seems to have a rowboat and they take it out to the area where I was. The sloop had managed to survive, but have now run with their tail between their lugs, legs, trying to avoid any other further contact with us. And uh, our crew goes out with the rowboat and manages to scavenge all the stuff that I had dumped off the side of the ship. It was a ton of fun. We managed finishing up that uh, that fort, but the sloop crew had come about and uh, had taken their time and eventually tried to fire on us. Uh, we managed to return some fire to them, and we didn't get a chance to sink them, but we definitely sent them packing for a second time. Meanwhile, a brigantine, which we had been kind of keeping our eye on, managed to kind of come around in for just a, a, a split second it felt like they were going to engage but for whatever reason they didn't and it's a good thing too because we had spent the most of our time killing off waves of skeletons um actually i think it was only about three we managed to steal the fort with just three waves left we grabbed all of the treasure except for a silvered cup which i insisted that we leave at the entry to the the skull fort door because i mean you know second place has to get something if they decided to come back they could at least get the silvered cup uh so they they um they eventually left we got all the treasure we sailed over to plunder outpost and completed it and then uh, we went and did something 
I honestly can't even tell you what we went and did. We went to go do some stuff, and we eventually saw that there was another. Oh, I remember what it was. We went to go do another skull fort that was up in the wilds. But by the time we had finished defending the fort that we had got uh, from the other crew, gathering it, selling it, and then deciding to restock a little bit and then head north, we just we just barely missed out on getting to the fort before it despawned, and then it respawned at crow's nest output or crow's nest skull fort (laughs) so we ended up going right back down to where we had started this night and doing another skull fort at the same exact place and as we opened up the the vault door for the second time there without a doubt the little silvered cup they (laughs) they hadn't even gone back to the fort to see if we left anything for them or to resupply or anything. They they completely avoided it altogether. They they admitted defeat and didn't even try a second time uh, to come back for the second fort. So at that point, I guess we kind of accepted that we were going to have to take the silvered cup as well too. So the second fort, we decided to take everything. We didn't leave anything behind for them. And we ended the night uh, a lot richer than we had actually started. Um, good times were had, and I had a I had a blast uh, being able to sail with the Keelhalt crew. Next weekend, I'm looking to do the same thing. I've really been enjoying getting a chance to play with more and more of the Discord community to uh, to kind of make sure that you know I get a chance to to play with the 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 folks that are fans of the podcast or have just somehow managed to to join as a result of a friend of a friend telling them to to join up because the community there is is amazing and i'm constantly amazed by just how much fun we have there and the discussions that we have and even stuff that doesn't even pertain to see if these has just been a lot of fun so hopefully you get a chance to join up and and kind of find out what what we're talking about every day when it comes to see if thieves we've uh i finally got enough people um well I, I should say i haven't been waiting on this Finally, people bugged me enough to uh, have me split up the Looking for Pirate channels. So now the Looking for Pirate channels have an adventure crew and a arena crew. Uh, there's also a Looking for Pirate channel just for insiders as well, too. So there's lots of discussion being had on a day-to-day basis and a lot of good people that are taking care of others who are fresher to the game and have yet to hit Pirate Legend. And in fact, congrats to Mina Ferry, one of the longest standing members of the the Keelhaul Discord server, who finally hit Athena 10. The other day I was streaming and she mentioned that she was wanting to do um, uh, a Tall Tales and why she wasn't doing an Athena's. I found out that she was a tenth of a level from hitting 10. Tenth of a level. Can you imagine going out doing all of Athena's up to nine and a and, and nine tenths of the levels and then not finishing that last tenth, not just completing the last tenth to hit ten so you could get your your figurehead and she held off on it. And why? Well, because she's a, an amazing woman and she gave priority to her family who continues to play Sea of Thieves so that they could work on Tall Tales. But this morning I got confirmation in the Discord server that she finally managed to hit Athena level 10 and I couldn't be happier because she has definitely been one of the, the biggest staples in the community uh, for the Keelhaul Discord group and I couldn't be happier to see her hit that 
that that that that's the end. <laughs> she beat the game at this point. Pirates, uh, I think that's gonna close it out. I'm for once. It's a shorter episode. There's no interviews. It's just your stories, my stories, the community stories, and the game news uh, for the week. So. I, I hope you have a good week. I look forward to what's coming this week and more news about black powder stashes as well as hopefully some changes that can be done in the future to help make sure that everyone's being serviced in this game that we love so much. Pirates, thank you. I love you. And I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.